back to the Curated Life Podcast. I am Taylor. And I'm Rachel. And we are so, so pumped because today we are talking all about creativity. Um, <laughs> coming from someone that has like never thought I had a creative bone in my body. Um, but I'm here to tell you that I'm sure that you do. And I have found creativity in a lot of different ways in the past few years and I do find myself now as a creative ish 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 um (laughs) one I realized that the world isn't black and white and (laughs) traditional fascinating I know there is color in the world um okay that's it's so funny we say that but I Travis and I always like talk about this about how after experiencing certain things I'm like I that's what I literally say is like I just feel like I see the world in color now Mm -hmm. um it's just like a a way for me to describe like tangibly Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. how my life feels but traditionally I would think of being creative as you know an artist and someone that can paint or draw but expanding on that word the creativity word I found that I often do have lots of ideas that come to my mind. It's mostly about business or like creative, like parenting strategies. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh man, I saw, you want to talk about creative parenting strategies. I saw one the other day. It was a video, a reel that somebody had made, literally (laughs) genius. They took stickers, like kids, kids stickers. Okay. And they just put the stickers on the like veggie and fruit containers. Oh, I think I saw that one. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, genius. <laughs> yeah, kid, and they like he put uh, it. The guy, the dad put it like right on the bell pepper, and the girl, the little girl, just like immediately ate it like it was an apple. I was like, oh my gosh. Anyways, sorry, continue. That is funny. No, but yeah, all of those little things that you can find creativity all throughout your life, and it doesn't have to be you know that black and white like artist mm-hmm. um, sense of the word. Um, But also, you know, during the pandemic, I took up painting as a hobby. It started with the neighborhood was doing these, like, rock scavenger hunts. Mm -hmm. So, like, each family would, like, paint rocks. You'd go out and you would hide them. And then it was a way for kids to, like, social distance but be able Mm -hmm. to have a sense of community and just have something to look forward to, you know, to Mm -hmm. during the day. Um, so like parents weren't just going completely crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I painted one and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. And it was just a way for me to kind of like, almost like mindlessly focus on something. Mm -hmm. Um, like I could be like listening to music or Mm -hmm. a show and be able to do this. I'm a, I'm a person that like, if I'm doing something like, writing reading any sort of like cognitive work like that no sound yep same i am like if and it's funny because we all know we've seen those like reels or those memes where you're trying to find directions to a place and it's like music down yeah and it's like no that that is not affecting (laughs) your like ability to do this at all but for some reason like no sound no sound no sound um so but Painting was, and I've always wanted to be the person that's like, they're like, oh yeah, well I'm studying, I listen to this kind of music. I'm like, well, I could never. I can't. No. Um, so being able to have a task mm-hmm. that was I could allow like music or the environment to feel that way, but also be doing something mm-hmm. felt mm-hmm. really, really nice. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but it definitely is like a practice. So I was like doing it religiously for a while. I moved from rocks onto painting pots and I would give them to like friends and stuff. And this year I painted one for my grandma for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, but I could tell like it had been a while and Mm -hmm. I felt like a little bit rusty. So Mm -hmm. it definitely is, you know, it's something that the first time again like you and you pick it up it's not gonna feel like Mm -hmm. supernatural maybe um but I definitely have had those artistic feelings in my work in the laboratory and mostly as kind of like the art of a facial um like the smell and the feel and the movements of my hands in the massage yeah it really feels like it's coming from like an artistic place yes um, I'll find like a flow that really like resonates with me at the time then I'll go with that for a while but mm-hmm. then I really will get like creative juices flowing mm-hmm. and I'll research new massage techniques that are really intentional that have like a purpose but mm-hmm. that feel really organic mm-hmm. and just feel artistic and then I'll go with that mm-hmm. and so I definitely have felt that artistic bug in that sense it's kind of like you're it strikes me as like you're you, the lab is like it's almost like you are your the the chef in your own kitchen you know in the sense that like this is your job this is what you do every day but it's also because you're the professional this is there's so much room for you to create um, nuance in what you're doing, mm-hmm. kind of like a, a a super super high end chef. Like they might be creating things that are you know otherwise like it's a steak, it's a steak with some potatoes. Mm-hmm. But the way that they go about doing it, the way that they present it, plate it, the different you know spices, the different ingredients that they use, that can all be completely like rearranged and redone in ways that are fresh and new. And so same for you is like when you're creating these facials, it's like you're creating a whole experience for somebody that could be theoretically tailor-made to exactly what it is that they need. Yeah, absolutely. It's and it's the intention behind it yeah, and absolutely. yeah, all those little tiny details make such a big difference. Um, But lastly, I feel like I've found creativity in different environments. Like I feel like I 100% believe that so much of who we are is shaped by our surroundings and Mm -hmm. our environments, our habits, actions. Like we we all know that. We've Mm -hmm. heard that before. Um, But like maybe if you're born into or just like immersed in a circle that maybe is filled with people that are really Mm close-minded or that think that they know everything or have like nothing to learn from others or don't Mm -hmm. find curiosity within Mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to this and you're like, what? Like, who are those people? They don't (laughs) exist. You're, good job. Like, you're in the right circles. But I'm here to tell you that they do in fact exist. Um, but that can totally stifle any sort of creativity mm-hmm. or if you're in an environment that you constantly feel stressed or that you are in like freeze mode or fight mm-hmm. or flight mode, mm-hmm. like you're not going to find your creed- creativeness mm-hmm. um, in your life or in the world because your body is literally focusing on one thing and mm-hmm. that is to survive. So mm-hmm. just know about your environment and then also just about your surroundings like for example if you're in a workspace and you go to work you do your job it has no creative problem solving involved there's no uniqueness about each day it's just show up do this task like you always do 
like that must creative muscle is going to be weakened Mm -hmm. and when you are faced in life with a task that you kind of have to be a creative problem solver it's gonna feel so hard it's gonna feel like you're gonna be like where the frick do i even start Mm -hmm. and it's just gonna take so much expenditure in your mental focus to be able to solve that problem where Mm -hmm. people that do that every single day they just look at it in different angles and it Mm -hmm. just can come so naturally Mm -hmm. um in the creativity test by george land he states that young children are creative geniuses and become less creative as they age yes uncreative behavior and thinking is learned do you agree oh one thousand me too me too i loved that and it's so true if you look at kids and they're just the things they come up with is so Mm -hmm. wild Mm -hmm. um we've experienced this recently we were trying to get the girls to sit at the dinner table before it was like ready on the table which Mm -hmm. it was like minutes but of course like it felt like forever for them so we were playing this game this story game where it was like okay you start a sentence and then each person has to go and like we're all in the kitchen and like going around to like complete the story Mm -hmm. and i'm just come up with the stupidest things (laughs) like oh she went to the store like something like so logically and the girls are like then she jumped into a cotton candy ball of whatever like they come up with the most wild things and even when I try to, like, focus on, like, try to find something, like, unique, it still can be hard for me. And these kids are just coming up with the most bonker crazy ideas mm-hmm. so easily. So I totally, totally think that. That they, you start off so creative and then based on your environment and surroundings, we mm-hmm. can either be stifling that or we can be, like, building that muscle. And... Just knowing that you can find creativity in so many different ways. But I think it's really important for you to see yourself as a creative. Yes. And then whatever the situation may be and show up as that. So I feel like so often we put ourselves in these boxes. Like I put myself in this box. Like I am not creative. Therefore I cannot expose myself to these creative avenues because that is not me. And that's just so wrong. Like, know that we can, you know, do all of these things and we can experience all of these things um, and not put ourselves in that um, creative box. And it's kind of like that um, vision casting that Mm -hmm. you had mentioned in the first episode. Like, visualize yourself as that. Show up as that. Mm -hmm. Know that you're going to approach each situation with a creative and curious approach. Mm -hmm. I feel like will help, you know, boost that throughout your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every, I agree with everything that you said. So let's talk about for a second, why is creativity important? Taylor highlighted on it. But it's important because we need it in really, it's beneficial in all aspects, all aspects of our life. Whether that's work, play, our home life, raising your kids, relationships, doesn't matter. Creativity is part of all of that. It helps us with problem solving, but it helps us to be more flexible thinkers in general. So what Taylor was saying about if you're growing up in an environment where you are in fight or flight all the time, or you are somebody who is living very much only in the physical plane, like in the what you can see with your eyeballs, then creativity is going to be 
very difficult to foster because creativity requires your imagination. And if you aren't tip, tapping into that imagination, into things that you can't see, feel, or touch um, on the physical plane, it's going to be very challenging. I mean, any, any person that fabricates something for their work, you have to be able to visualize it and have the idea before you can make the thing, right? People don't just willy-nilly make things with their hands and then hope and pray it turns into something, you know, that is a thing. That's mm -hmm. not how that works. Yeah. And so when we're thinking about how do I foster creativity, the first step might be, well, what kind of shape is my imagination in? Is my imagination like, you know, covered in cobwebs? Is Has it not been tapped in a very long time? When was the last time I you know, allowed myself to daydream. You know, th those simple things can be kind of a basic check-in for where is where is your creativity at? Um, and creativity also, in terms of just like our lives in general, it helps us to not become so pigeonholed and not, and not so narrow in our thinking. Um, I am a big believer that having a open heart and an open mind is such a key aspect for just generally enjoying life. If you don't have an open mind and you are very close-minded to you know even just basic experiences like I know so many people that are very very closed off to um, even just having like new food experiences like mm -hmm. just trying different types of food yeah and it's just like man what a bummer like I totally get it I told trust me I like a thousand percent get it but also like what a bummer man like I, I want to be here to have a good time in this life and, totally and yeah. don't want to like, I don't want to miss out. Maybe that's FOMO, who knows? But I also am like, if we're willing to be open to new things um, and we can, you know, allow those things to kind of move through our bodies and experience them and discover that, oh, maybe this isn't so scary. Um, that's a really, really good thing because it, it oftentimes... Um, also shows us how powerful our imaginations are. If we imagine that something's going to be terrible, chances are good it's going to be terrible. If we imagine that something can be amazing, it drastically improves our chances of that thing, in fact, being amazing. And it's okay to be, like you said, scared. Like Elise mm -hmm. Myers, if she, you know, what's her her little tagline is like, "Do it scared." Yep. Like absolutely. Just show up and yeah, do yeah. it. I love that. Um, and then of course. As Taylor was talking about, she took up painting as a hobby during the pandemic. Um, creative hobbies are so important. They are so, so, so important. If you are somebody that, you know, you do a task-based job, I think most of us do a task-based job, um, but like if you're doing, or at least in some aspect of your job, there will be tasks that are repetitive. Um, but if you are somebody that does a lot more repetitive tasks in your work than maybe some other people do, having creative hobbies or creative outlets is so important. Um, and it doesn't have to be painting. It can be, you know, something as simple as writing in a journal. It can mm -hmm. be something as simple as, you know, maybe you like to make up dad jokes. <laughs> maybe you like to um, garden. Or maybe, knitting. Yeah, or knitting or crocheting or whatever it is. Maybe you want to build a giant castle with your um, like crushed up soda cans. I don't know, whatever it is that you- Oh my gosh, The Office. <laughs> I'm almost done, three episodes away, but they built a tower with the um, like uh, 
gosh, the cards that people would like complaint cards. Oh yes. And <laughs> yeah. So oh, I just like literally just thought of that. Oh, so funny. Okay. But it's like <laughs> yes, <laughs> but creati- creativity can be found in any avenue. And and also this is a great opportunity to engage, like Taylor was saying, engage in that creativity with your kids. You know, again, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can be something silly like a game or it can be something um, cutesy like, you know, maybe you throw out a big piece of craft paper and you paint on the on the thing with your kids. One of my, a friend of ours, that's what she did. She made a big piece of craft paper because they needed new art for above their bedroom wall um, or their, their bed. And so she made a big piece of craft paper and gave her daughters specific colors that she wanted and then let them just go at it. And then she added her own little embellishments with it. And then they put it up on the wall and it looked amazing. I love that. It looked so good. Um, and so making sure that we are engaging in creativity, even if it's just as a hobby is such an important thing. It's so beneficial for our mental health. Um, so beneficial for our spiritual health. And even um, something that I forgot to mention too is um, we talked about this in the last episode, but I think reading is so important, especially particularly reading fiction, so important for our creativity and so important for our imagination because reading requires you to um, kind of visualize, Mm -hmm. right? Make that Um, movie in your head. Yeah, exactly. You're making that movie in your head and it is something that even if you are like imagination starting from scratch, Mm -hmm. you know, I would say read, you know, you don't have to read some crazy fantasy book like Lord of the Rings, but you can just read, you know, something basic. Maybe it's just like a, you know... Chick flick. Maybe it's a chick flick or a steamy romance novel or, you know, who who knows? Maybe it's a... Yeah, it's... (laughs) Maybe it's, you know, a a crime novel. Maybe whatever whatever it is, but finding ways to foster that creativity and kind of um, give give some uh, light, some fuel to your imagination. I like is so that important. because it totally gives you like that prompt. Like yes. you're not having to come up with this scenario in your head. Yes. You are given this scene and mm-hmm. you get to embellish it in your mind. Which speaking of prompts, when I was in school and taking the uh, taking a principles of design class, that is how the class was structured. Actually, that's all how all of the art classes are structured. Is you will be given a prompt of some kind, um, because it's not like the teacher is like, okay, here's some you know paint, here's paper and pencil, just go forth. <laughs> you need some sort of prompt, and so you can like buy books that have prompts in them. You can um, look things up online, or you can make up the prompt yourself. Um, one of my favorite ever prompts that we did in my principles as design class was I made a watercolor painting, but the prompt was that we had to create um, something that had a series of 12 in it. And it didn't matter what it was, but it had to have a series of 12 in some form or fashion. And so what I did, it was really cute. My mom still has it. I made a perspective drawing of so you could see two like suburban family backyards and the divider was this fence line um and so on one in one backyard uh there was a mom this is already so intricate i was thinking i would like i would draw 12 <laughs> eggs like ovals like i'm like thinking what i would even do no and that's i do what like I this, whole, so, I do this whole sheesh. scene it was these two moms they were each hanging up laundry in their backyard with their kids 
and they on one side it was like the you know like the little superhero underwear that have like you know they're like little tidy whities but yeah, they have like Spider-Man a color yeah and, and so like on one side was a mom hanging up um marvel uh underwear and so i put the little mar the little marvel like um character logos on each of the six underwear yeah. and then on the other side I did another six but those were DC okay. comics and so like oh I know super yeah. random yeah. and don't ask me what, how I came <laughs> up with that I have no idea but it's like having that sort of prompt can be really helpful in helping to give you at least some sort of um, constraint it's funny because it seems like it's counterintuitive when you give yourself constraints or you give yourself guidelines it, you might think that that you know hampers creativity but actually it's simply channels the creativity yeah well even opinion. just look at our like where my brain went for just series of 12 <laughs> and where your X, brain went <laughs> very different and right? that's okay right that could, <laughs> but that could be such a cool thing even just like thinking about oh man if i had a, if somebody gave me a carton of eggs to decorate how would i decorate yeah them? i don't know <laughs> anyways um so warm-ups can be really good for um just trying to to channel and foster that creativity whatever it is it doesn't matter um and then I also wanted to mention like what are the things that you know ignite creativity in you personally so like Taylor what ignites creativity in you what do you have to do in order to start feeling like you can get the creative juices flowing yeah I feel like the movement that I do Mm -hmm. really fosters a lot of creativity um creating really romantic settings in all areas of my life I use like the word romance but just like those like making your room and your bathroom like really peaceful um zen are you a type four well I have no idea what that means are you an anagram type four I have no idea oh okay we'll have to have another episode friends we'll have an anagram (laughs) episode in the future don't Don't you worry I don't know but yeah just like creating those spaces for me to feel like calm safe and I then I that's when I feel like I think about all the things the most Mm -hmm. I love that I love that my creative moments or my imagination station is when I actually take walks outside um hate walks (laughs) Ah, we're we're very different I love I love walking I love walks I it's again it's one of those things that like when we were kids we never did that oh walking walk. yeah your mom Ooh. might hate walking yeah, yeah. like me right the kids my girls will not be going on long leisurely walks yeah no we it's it's because we got a dog when we got a dog oh, is when yeah. I started walking yeah um no I love taking walks because it's like it's kind of like a walking meditation and I can just like especially because I walk the same loop all the time I can just let my mind wander mm-hmm. um and so in that regard that's also like um another way if you hate walking um, my lovely husband calls it uh, hammock time, is when you are, it may appear as though you are doing nothing, but in fact, you are letting your brain uh, run around and kind That's of absolutely what I do. Doing yeah. all the sussing. Yeah, right? it could look like I'm just chilling, but I have 12 tabs going on in my mm-hmm. brain and they are just like Working. going. Yeah, like in business wise, like I know, like if I won the lottery, I know the next 10 steps that I would be doing. Boom. Like I, I love just that. Yeah, I feel like I those ideas come to me in those 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 calm times, mm-hmm. those relaxing times. Oh, yeah. And so like when you're trying to again foster those creative juices, don't discount the thinking before the doing. 
right? The thinking is everything because if you, like I said before, if you don't have kind of a plan, you might feel defeated before you even start to do anything with your hands. Yes. And so yeah. if you feel like you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to do X, Y, Z, before you approach the thing that you're going to do with your hands to make a plan or think about how you're going to execute it first. I think that there's one of the reasons that so many people get really discouraged, I think, with things that are more traditional artistic types of um, activities is because they're thinking that like, oh, I'm just going to take pen to paper and just do blank or I'm just going to draw blank. But they don't actually know what they need to do in order to do it. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the, you know, whether it's drawing a square with shading or it's building a shed, you need to know what you're going to do before you actually go to do it. Absolutely. So um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is that creativity and our imaginations in my mind are sacred they needed and they need to be treated as such like this is something that is part of what makes us human um, and it's something that connects all of us we are all capable of being creative and all capable of using our imagine imagination and we can use it to the benefit of others um, and I think that we need to treat it like it is something that is sacred. If you've never heard of the book, The Artist's Way, um, that is a book that I would highly recommend for anybody who does identify themselves as an artist or an aspiring creative. Um, the Artist's Way is a book that can help you um, to A, foster your creativity and build some kind of a little bit more structure around it, but then B, also think about how you can find creativity and imagination in like every aspect of your life and how you can allow it to kind of soak into all areas of your life, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I love that book. It's so amazing. Julia Cameron, The Artist's Way. We'll link it in the show notes. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention is if you're still just like, yeah, all this sounds great, whatever. I still don't have an artistic bone in my body. Listen. Everybody has the opportunity to be creative. You just have to find the venue or the avenue that works for you where you can feel creative, right? It can be something like drawing or sketching or doodling. It could also be fashion. Maybe every single morning that you walk into your closet is an opportunity for you to be creative. Maybe it's in interior design. Maybe it is cooking or baking. I know several years ago, before it became cool, during the pandemic, I got super, super, super into baking and I was just absolutely fascinated both with the process, with the learning, and then all of the different ways that you can go about making things. And even at that, cooking itself is has way more flexibility than baking does, mm -hmm. but I just found it so found it to be so much fun. And then because I found an interest in it, then it made our travels a lot more colorful. Mm -hmm. I could go, we could go around, like when we went to... Um, London and Paris a number of years ago, we I made it my mission to like hunt down all these different bakeries that I wanted us to hit um, while we were on that trip. And it just brought so much color to the experience. It was yeah. really fun. Mm -hmm. um, things like gardening or yard design. Um, I live in a neighborhood where all of the yards are very intentionally designed. Um, and I think that's really cool and fun. They are so cute. I love all of them so it's, much. It's cute. We, yeah. we're going to probably redesign our yard this summer, at least a little bit. 
Um, knitting or crocheting, that's something I do not have the skill for, but I know lots of other people that do. And I always think that it is absolutely stunning what mm-hmm. people can make mm-hmm. with knitting, crocheting, um, cross stitch, uh, uh, what's it called? Is it called like fine point need? Uh, yeah. Even... Cross stitch. Yeah. Cross stitch. Um, but then even kind of circling back to like what Taylor was saying, you can find creativity in just improving the efficiency of your daily tasks, whether that's at home or at work. Um, I think finding creative solutions is hugely beneficial. Um, and don't be afraid to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's also this kind of, if you're somebody that tends to be like, oh, I just want to keep, I'm just going to keep doing things the same way. Um, cause it's, you know, I know Scarier. how to do it cause it's, cause it's scary to change it or because, you know, I, I just don't want to like rock the boat. I would encourage you to, to try because I think that you will be shocked when you find a sense of accomplishment and pride in finding a better, um, more efficient or more creative way of doing something. It's such, it's such an enjoyable way to live. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Writing is also one. Um, this might seem a little bit silly, but I am a believer in it. I've always been a, like, in times of stress in my life, been a journaler. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, yeah, I could journal, but also, like, what's the point? I would tell you, pretend like you're writing a blog post for that other people would theoretically read, but that maybe you never actually make a blog. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. a pretend post. Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh, I have, like... You know the classic therapy like write a letter to these people yes yes you yes. never have to give it to them yep never have to give it to them get but all it's of like their thoughts out yep yeah, and maybe many of those maybe it's just like you have a bajillion thoughts on this one topic um write a blog post that you know type it on your computer and maybe you never show it to anybody that's cool but it's a way to get those creative juices flowing the last one um it's kind of a silly one but maybe you find creativity in even doing something as simple as making your kids a lunchbox who knows? Yeah. Or folding your laundry. Maybe you do or it Or like play. even um, interior design. I yes. feel like that's a very yes. creative Interior like, design space. is so, there's so much opportunity mm-hmm. there because we all have, home, we all have spaces, mm-hmm. right? And maybe you have a big budget, maybe you have no budget. And, but truly like you can transform the room just by moving the furniture around. Yeah. And like, <laughs> honestly, the more little of budget you have, the more creative you yes. can be. Yes. And creative it requires constraint. you to be. Yes. yes. Creative constraint is everything. I'm a, such a firm believer in that. People ask me all the time when I've been at shows or when people see my work in person, they always ask me the same thing. They're like, how did you come up with this? Particularly in my abstract work. And I always tell them, this is not just, this didn't just come from nowhere, right? I have creative constraint when I create things. There's rules and kind of guidelines that I follow, not just as a like principles of design, because there are definitely some rules that you got to understand. But also when I'm creating things to have a level of cohesion in what I'm doing, I need to have some amount of constraint. Um, because if I don't, then it will feel like it's just kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It won't feel mm-hmm. grounded. It won't necessarily feel like there's a, 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 a linear or clean thought process to it. Um, and the very, very last thing is I am so curious when people talk about like their their where they find creativity, to me, that's like the biggest creative flex is sharing where is it that you find creativity even if it's something 
that is not traditionally artistic, something that's really simple and straightforward. Um, but to me, it's so much more of a, like, so much more of a flex when you can be open to being creative in those small ways as opposed to like, oh, I can't draw or paint, so therefore I don't, I don't think I can do anything that's creative. Or like, I just... You know, yeah. that's just not part of who I am. Staying true and showing up in your true authentic self mm-hmm. is important. I remember, have you ever seen P.S. I Love You? Um, no. So, really <laughs> You'll get movie. that answer a lot when you ask me if I watch <laughs> a show or a movie, but we can make a list. So, P.S. I Love You, Gerard Butler, Hilary Swank. Um, there is a scene in the movie when they're like walking along this road in Ireland and she is kind of like almost fresh out of art school and she's like art is anything that you want it to be it doesn't matter if it's a taco or a sock (laughs) like maybe you like to you know maybe you find your creative moment in you know making tacos uh for your family maybe you find your creative moment in you know folding socks or in maybe you like to design socks who knows? Yeah. Maybe you like to go online and... Sock puppets. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, Phoebe, again, probably what you haven't seen, but it's like there's this episode of Friends where Phoebe has, like, these sock yes. puppets that oh, she makes. Yes. Have you yes. seen that episode? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it could be anything. So, take it from an artist. Everyone's artistic. Everyone has the opportunity to be creative. You don't need to put yourself down by saying that you are not a creative. You are. You have the capacity to be and I would deeply encourage you to lean into that and find ways in your life that you can be creative that are satisfying and enjoyable to you. Yeah, happy seeing the world in color. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add, Taylor? Nope, that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, you thank guys. You. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.